You're listening to Give Zero, where everything matters but your feelings. Howdy ho, friends and neighbors. It's your buddy JB here on America's number one third-rate podcast, Give Zero. Today, I'm going to take you into my nerdy little world, and we're going to talk about a fellow named John Nash and how it affects you, patriots. Now your host who gives absolutely zero fucks, Joey Bruno. How are y'all doing? I hope you're doing well. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the world of Gives Zero. The strangely <laughs> strange uh, anomaly in the world of podcasts because despite my obvious filling your favorite thing uh, in the stupid category, uh, this little offering just continues to grow. So, <laughs> with okay, whatever. I, I, you people are either psychotic um or have nothing else better to do i have not decided why but with that i just got uh, the ratings back from the last episode that we did thank you very much that was um that went well and so having said that um I'd like to welcome a few of our uh or say a shout out to a few of our groups out there so hello to our new handful of listeners from dallas texas minneapolis uh out there in minnesota Minneapolis there. Uh, Cleveland, thank you very much. Ipswich, Massachusetts. Ew, listen to, to us up in Massachusetts up there. Jupiter, Florida. Uh, Richmond, uh, British Columbia. Get that. And then our folks out in California eh, in uh, New Aubrey. I hope I pronounced that right. So welcome aboard, you guys. Thanks a bunch. That's a uh, that's our you know our regular download listeners um and then the strays that are out there in the world and then these people went to the absolute trouble <clears throat> excuse me of absolute of actually clicking on something to find us and then come to us and then listen to an episode or multiple episodes of give zero so uh, forgive my flimmy self uh here in the deep south it's pollen season there's tree sex going on and thank you very much land of the longleaf southern pine so there it is so uh, there's there's that so uh, welcome everybody <clears throat> i'm your humble host jb so uh, with that let's go ahead and knock our rituals out so you guys can get started <clears throat> please forgive me <clears throat> and on top of everything else i got strangled on my drink before we started and i'm just a hot mess so anyway uh if you're uh new to us this is how this works if you're an old standby with us part of our third rate audience Y'all know what we're about to do. So we do our little ritual here. We all share a drink together. So whether it's morning, evening, or night, wherever you are, grab your favorite beverage or your favorite something-something, and uh, let's do this thing. You know the list. Beer, whiskey, wine, uh, gin, vodka, Zima, White Claw, whatever you got out there. As Luke likes to say, mead. Bring me my mead. I do not do it nearly as well as he does. Uh, I, uh, he and I messaged earlier, so in our next podcast, I believe he'll be with us. So we, that'll be cool. So because he's always got some crazy insights for us, which is awesome. So uh, I have my black coffee. That's my that's my du jour. Um, and uh, let's do this. So on the count of three, one, two, three. Uh, we'll drink together. We'll say mm, all good stuff, and let's do this thing. So on the count of three, go. One, two, three, go. 
good stuff. All right, so I want to take you kids into my goofy little world. So when I'm not uh, doing this uh, offering for you, our fine listeners, I am, um, I am my crazy job, which I won't describe exactly who and what it's for or where it is or anything else. You folks that know me know what it is, but those that aren't, trust me, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a legal vocation. So, you know, I am a duly employed human being here. But um, my job is basically half game show host, half number cruncher. And I have a history of mathematics. I love mathematics. Uh, and many, many years ago, I was a statistical analyst for the fine folks in the U.S. Air Force. So um, just to geek you out a little bit in my goofy world, um, analytics <clears throat> and number crunching like that, um, you know, you, you can do it like you balance a checkbook. You just put all the crap in a pile, decide if you're multiplying, dividing, adding, or subtracting. You come up with an answer and go, well, there's your answer. Sort of. Because part of that means you have to be able to um, filter out what is good and bad data and then figure out why there are chunks. And why is the thing, uh, mostly, is why is that data doing that craziness, uh, how it affects um, our final thing. And there are goofy little anomalies in that that you have to study. You have to learn these things. You have to uh, take uh, time out of your own personal life when you could be bowling or put, playing putt-putt or, I don't know, eating a sandwich or, you know, I don't know, having a life or a family, whatever. And um, you have to learn these things because in normal, uh, air quote, balancing of your checkbook, so to speak, these goofball things will show up in that data. And you've got to be able to sort that out quick so that you know that your data is stringent, your intakes on that are stringent, so your output is true, and that you're giving an answer that makes some sense to someone that's looking at it. Some people want their data displayed a certain way or they want it in tangible bytes where they can do it. So... Um, I was watching a video on, on, uh, on the YouTube, screw you, YouTube, screw you. Uh, but it was on there. And so I'm watching it and it was a cool thing about John Nash. Um, and I remember back in the day studying about uh, John Forbes Nash Jr. to make it correct, but he was a mathematician in the, um, born in the early part of last century. He passed away a few years ago, but the guy was brilliant. Um, and that, uh, you know, guys like him can take the massively complex and make it simple and put it in little simple, digestible rules or bites or this means that or that does that so he was really good at stuff like that did a lot of stuff in geometry and study of algebra uh differential equations and things like that but one of the coolest most interesting things that he did that lands in my wheelhouse at times is he was the father of uh, modern game theory g-a-m-e game theory now we're not talking about playing parcheesi or you know uh scrabble or something like that but this is how interactions between players or entities um and how they work within the rules or the confinements of that we'll get past the geeky in a second but getting past those things can not necessarily predetermine an outcome this is not like uh, figuring wagering or odds like gambling this is actually the theory of the game and the gaming rules to make things work so um you know, there's a lot of math involved. Let me make this real simple for you. Um, and the video, and I'm copying this because the video that I watched uses this as an example, but it's a brilliant example. So you and some other nuthead are driving down a two-lane road. You're both driving centered over the center line. Basically, you're playing head-on. You're coming here. Here you come. And uh, you're at an incredible breakneck speed. So the short answer is, is this is gaming. It works out like this. If neither of you make a move, 
both of you are going to die. Because, you know, head on. If one of you decides to make a move and the other one doesn't, you both die because they're still in the center of the road. You don't have room to get, get out of the way. The third option is, is both of you make a move and you both make the wrong move. You swerve to the right, they swerve to the left. You still have a head on, but you do clear the center lane. Poof. The last option is both of you veer to an agreed upon or an understood right or a left, thus missing each other, and you both mutually uh, benefit from that kind of agreed upon thing. Now, to give you an example of this, um, let me go, because I had to pull this up because this is an easier way to explain it. So <clears throat> there are two types of, of games uh, in that. There's cooperative and non-cooperative. All right, so cooperative, because I'm having to read this, is if players are able to form binding commitments externally enforced, in other words, through contract law, for instance. Uh, that could also be a social contract. My example I'm about to give you uses that social contract. A game is non-cooperative if players cannot form alliances or if all agreements need to be self-enforcing, i.e. through credible threats. Okay? <clears throat> now, <clears throat> let's say that a traffic light, you come to a traffic light, okay? That is a social contract because it's cooperative. If it were non-cooperative, a giant wily coyote-type wall would sling itself up right in front of the intersection, and if somebody decided not to stop, well, it would just kill them. It would just crash everybody and kill them if they didn't stop as soon as it turns red. So we do a cooperative uh, game, and it's a game whenever you uh, come to a traffic light because everybody understands, you think, for the most part, that if we don't all abide by the idea of stopping at a traffic light when it turns red, well, bad crap's going to happen. Bad crap is going to happen. Now, hold that in your head for a minute because we're going to come back to that combined with this third part I'm going to tell you. So, <clears throat> game theory has been used. <clears throat> Please forgive me. Game theory has been used for a very long time, and it's known by leaders of nations because mutual assured destruction mad via uh, nuclear warfare is game theory. And it's understood that, yeah, I'm armed up. You're armed up too. But if one of us lights one of these things, we're all going to die, which is what keeps first strikes from happening because of that game theory. The smartest route to that is to let everybody arm up. Let everybody arm up, okay? As long as they understand the rules of the game, that the light can turn red. It's rogue states out there that don't care if they kill themselves along in the process, as long as they stop somebody else, that make this game unplayable. That make it absolutely non-functional where people are going to die because they're nutcases. Okay, so game theory plays into that same thing. <clears throat> it also works like this. So <clears throat> game theory is the same way that whenever you, you have an, uh, a, an interstate highway and it's two lanes or three lanes wide and the geniuses that be decide, hey, we'll add two more lanes. We'll cock block traffic for a year or two while we put a bunch of cones up 
and you know and decide not to work overnight let's do it in the middle of you know rush hour traffic in the morning and the evening and build a road because morons do crap like that that traffic does not get thinner it actually increases because the people that would normally take a back road or a side road that needs some service that needs maintenance traffic light adjustments or maybe that lane widened because they're making short four five six seven eight mile drives on the back roads just jump on the interstate because you know it's wider now and so you end up increasing congestion on that road that is game theory in operation okay now how does all that affect we here in these here united states as a people well it works out just kind of like this so um the traffic light could be used uh, scenario or it could even be used for uh the multiple lanes on the road there if everybody agreed to the social contract that says look unless you've got 50 miles like my redneck accent 50 50 unless you got 50 miles to drive don't get on the interstate just don't take the back roads well it's faster to get on the interstate there when i do that yeah after when you you know traffic jam it up uh, does it you know 50 miles 35 miles whatever and so the other side of that you know is to make a self-enforcing game where they make a law that says hey you know if you're not driving 25 miles 50 miles on this thing uh you're gonna get a ticket or whatever or whatever you know now i want to take this and run through a couple of things two sides of an equation or two sides of all of life here in the u.s and then you start thinking to yourself about what we just covered and see where this lands to you okay so let's think about widening the lanes up let's talk about let's well let's talk about this first let's talk about the fact that what we don't do in this country is we don't establish the um social contract anymore we don't because we don't teach civics or anything in schools much anymore you know, so we're not talking about U.S. history because we just tear, sta- you know, pull statues down and everything else. That slavery was a bad idea. No shit. That's why the United States was one of the first countries to get rid of it. Hello, to my fine folks of color in the audience that have a chip on your shoulder. Pretty sure it was a bunch of white guys that got this undone. But that's the subject for a different day. We'll leave that alone. So your history is gone. So is your civics. You don't do golden rule or even talk about religion anymore. So there's no kindness out there. These are the small little social tenets that hold us together as a people. You don't have to worry about your manners or your morality or anything else. That's your two-lane road. That's your little two-lane highway road that sometimes it gets congested. But, hey, we got to make this long march. We got to make this long drive. So we're going to take this thing and we're going to make it work out. We're going to pace ourselves. We're not going to break the speed limit. We're going to follow the little rules and we're going to make this thing work. We're going to stop at red lights. Now I'm going to make a little list here for you and you tell me if we're stopping at red lights in this list. How about global warming or climate change for you people that can't seem to get your minds made up? How about the ups and downs, the trues and falses, and the committees and everything else (laughs) on January 6th? Do we follow our history and civics and our golden rule in that? You you decide. You decide, because you're a smart audience. You decide that. 
Anthony Fauci and all of the <clears throat> stuff. I'm using the word stuff associated with COVID. The lockdowns. Every one of these are additional lanes added to. Election results. LGBTQRABCD123 WXY rhinoceros. Adding a lane. Adding a lane. A drag queen story time. Adding a lane. Adding a lane. Ginger swap. You know, cut your junk off and be that other thing. Oh, and don't forget, you can do it for kids too because, you know, Daddy, can I drive? No, you're four. Daddy, can I own a gun? No, you're four. Daddy, can I be a girl? Sure, son. You know what's best. Okay. Take that, your CRTs, whatever you got. And you're just adding lanes. While you ignore the simple red traffic light. But don't you don't you worry. We're going to get there faster and faster. It's going to be great for everybody because we're going to add all these lanes. It's going to be awesome because, you know, so, so, so advanced, so woke, so evolved. But you got people in the Walmart, in the grocery store, work, even church, treating each other like shit. Really? But it's okay, because everybody's a, 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 a protected class. I mean, even if you're a straight white guy like me, and you're the scum of the earth because you're that, well, I can always tell somebody I'm, I'm a girl tomorrow, or I self-identify as some whatever, and then they'll pet on me. Because that's what people do these days. That's what they do. And if you decide that you want to do you some research into game theory and you keep doing this, you're going to understand quickly that is a zero-sum zero sum game. Zero-sum. Look it up. Look at it. It's a zero-sum game because... And ironically, it's it's really the it's so strange how things come full circle, because the idea of changing genders is what we see our great country going through right now. And by that I mean this: <clears throat> the person in your mirror after you change it is never going to be the person again that you know is on the inside. You've are making a, an outward attempt to change who and what you are, what you really, really are wired to be. So rather than examining your attitudes or your positions on anything, I'm talking about America when I say this, as well as the person in their mirror. You're not gaining anything. You're adding to the chaos and the confusion because you're denying the essence of what is real the essence of what truly is on the inside. Despite the crazy in this world, around this world, and not just the one on, in our news, in our, you know, when I see little children, I don't see them as evil. 
I don't see them as rotten. Their purity is envious or enviable because they have no, they have no angle on anything. They know when they're hungry. They know when something is a boo-boo and it hurts. They know all these things, and they're very true to that. If something doesn't <clears throat> gel or jive right, you know, the phrase out of the mouths of babes, we've brought this up on a different show one time. Out of the mouths of babes is that very reason. And it, that's that, you know, it's cliche, but cliches are there for reasons. Is that because they will tell you exactly the most germane, honest truism you've ever heard in your life. A kid will tell you quick, your outfit looks like crap. Or tell Aunt Bunny she got hair on her lip. Or you ugly. Or whatever. And they don't mean to be mean. They just, that's all they know. Is the, you smell bad. Fair enough. Now granted, is it, <laughs> do their manners like at times? Probably. But then again, I guarantee you, once that's called out, you go take a bath. You might wax that upper lip. Or you might try a different outfit or different I don't know, lose 50 pounds, or whatever. All in an effort to really just make things better. Let's stop playing zero-sum games. Let's think about how many lanes we have packed into that highway that leads to nowhere. Because we have forgotten the kindness and the caring that we need to give our fellow person. And I don't mean this fake social kind either with this bogus moral superiority. I mean the kind where we clear a path to let everybody do their best. Everything's not fair. There are winners and losers, but no government entity needs to be picking those. No societal group needs to be shoving theirs down the other person's throat. Your rights in where my begin. And if you're going to make yourself a target and a social outcast, be prepared whenever someone says something to you that's uncomfortable, but realize that that discomfort is something that you created so you can be more of a victim than you were yesterday. And that is a road to nowhere. Go check out John Forbes Nash. Check out some game theory. Check out some American history. And be thankful for what you do have. And let's get back to stopping at red lights. It's a good idea. This is your buddy JB. Great being with you. Thanks for your time, for listening to America's number one third rate podcast, GiveZero.com. Check us out at GiveZero.com at GiveZero. Check us out at GiveZero.com. Thank you for all of our new listeners. Thank you for all of our new friends over on uh, Truth Social and at uh, Twitter, our new buddies over there. Spread it around. Tell everybody. Uh, The show tells you how to leave a little tip. If you want to leave a tip, we'd appreciate it. Not necessary. Just keep trying to be a decent human being. And thanks for being part of the Give Zero family. Y'all take care. As Luke says, look out for your neighbor. You're going to need him. And as I always tell you guys, good luck, America. But these days, more 
same.